By now I had experienced a number of strange and supernatural sights in Glasgow, and I was getting curious about whether other people had seen the same sorts of things. My partner had now seen Francis and the pigeons, but they had been with me for each experience. Each time I had met a ghost for the first time, I had been utterly alone, as if only by slipping out of the protection of everyday life I had managed to run across the supernatural. It seemed easier and easier to do now that it had started. I worried that by bringing my partner into this world, I could be putting them at risk as well. All these worries were on my mind, when one evening I was taking a Skype call with an old friend. Soon the subjects of ghosts came up and I was retelling all my stories. My friend, Gabriel, listened carefully and excitedly explained that he too had seen strange things in the city. Hoping to learn something new, I begged him to tell his story. I used to live in the centre of Glasgow in a flat near the art school. There was only a five-minute walk from there to class, and there was a couple of routes I could take. Straight down onto Saki Hill Street, and down towards the school, or down the hill towards Cowcaton Station, across the road, and round Strenfrew Street. The second route involved walking by an underpass, dipping down below the level of the roads, passing by the tunnel, and walking back up into the busy streets again. It's a really busy part of the city, and it's hard to feel alone around that area. Or so I thought. During my final year at uni, I found myself going to and from the school buildings at odd hours. Later and later at night and early in the morning. I had to fit rehearsal times in whenever I could, and it meant going in whenever there was a space for me. One evening, around dinner time, after a really stressful week, I found myself pausing at the entrance to the underpass. Normally, I hurried past it on the way back to the flat, thinking of the hill in front of me, but that night I found myself stopping completely in front of the entrance, and turning my head to look down the tunnel to the far end. The underpass is short, leading under just a few lanes of traffic above, and is generally well lit and decorated with some murals that have only been defaced a little bit. That day, it seemed different. The first thing I noticed was how dark it was. The area around me was full of light. Street lamps and lights from buildings. But the tunnel was pitch black. Not just as if the lights inside had gone out, but as if something was blocking any light from getting inside. It seemed to have changed shape as well. It felt longer and narrower like it had been pulled from the other end. As I peered in, all I could see was a distant patch of light, far, far away. The second thing I noticed was how empty the tunnel was. Normally, even in the evening, it would have at least a couple of people walking through it, or taking shelter from the rain. But there was no one that night, and no sounds from the station on the other side, or even traffic from above. The only sound was my own breathing, and the faint wail of wind above my head. Feeling kind of scared and still down about coursework, I turned to face the way back home again when something caught my eye. I spun around again to face the tunnel, but there was nothing but the dark and that tiny patch of light. Then, all of a sudden, something in the dark moved, blocking the patch of light for a couple of seconds. I moved away from the entrance backwards, walking until my back hit the concrete wall. Then my nerves got to me, and I left, walking home as fast as I could. I just didn't have the energy to think about whatever was in the underpass. There was already way too much in my head that week. 
I didn't look back. For the next while, I avoided that route completely and put the whole thing out of my mind. It was easy to forget about, and soon I had forgotten completely why I was avoiding that path. The end-of-year shows were coming up, and I was under more and more stress. Over a month passed. Then one day, I looked up from a worried thought and realized I was headed back in that direction. I hadn't meant to. I had wandered that way without even thinking, but I found myself standing at the top of the slope, looking down towards the tunnel entrance. It was busier that day. It was steadily pouring with rain, and people were hurrying in and out of the underpass, headed towards town or to the station. My first instinct was to turn around. The memory of that weird experience came back all of a sudden. But I knew that I would be late if I turned back. I made my legs move forward, and in a sudden burst of energy, dashed under, through the tunnel, and out the other side. Nothing bad happened. I reached Cowcat the station, and paused, feeling the urge to laugh at my own fear. Clearly what I had seen before had been a bad dream or just a weird stress experience. Still chuckling at myself, I began to walk back through again, picking up the pace so I wouldn't be late for class. I didn't notice just how empty it had suddenly become until I was already inside. It was suddenly very, very quiet. The sound of the rain had gone completely, and I stumbled in the unexpected darkness and fell forwards onto my knees. When I put out my hands to push myself up again, the ground beneath them was bone-dry to the touch. I got back onto my feet and ran backwards out the way I had come in, but after taking almost double the steps I had taken on the way in, I realized that for some reason it wasn't working. I turned and looked. The way I had come had transformed back into the long, narrow length of darkness with that small patch of light. I spun around again, feeling sick, only to see to my joy that in front of me the other side was only a few steps away. Trying to not think about what had happened, I hurried through back out into the rain. Once I could feel the water falling onto my face, I turned around again, scared something was going to chase me. I looked back into the tunnel one final time, and what I saw made me run as fast as I could all the way back up to the streets. It was the same movement that blocked the light that I had seen before, but this time much more clearly, and I finally understood what I was seeing. It was a blink. The story filled me with questions. I wasn't alone in bumping into the supernatural, which was reassuring, but this story confirmed that it only seemed to happen when a person was completely alone, or was made to be alone. That second encounter seemed deliberate on the part of whatever was in the underpass. Were these events choosing us to be witnesses, or was this all just a big coincidence? It was time for some proper answers. I needed to go right to the source and ask some questions. Glasgow Ghost Stories is written and produced by Libby Thomas. Narration is by Libby Thomas. This episode starred the wonderful Gabriel Spector. Credits are read by Harris Jones. The theme music is by the wonderful Kevin McLeod. Sound effects are from freesound.org. Keep up with news about the show on our Twitter or our website at glasgowghoststories.wordpress.com. Thanks for listening. Maybe next time something creepy happens to Gabriel, he should just turn a blind eye.